Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today you're getting a double dose of virtual legality because so, so many people decided to direct message and otherwise contact me on this specific tweet that Disney Plus put out there. Now, I don't know if that's because they know I love Star Wars or they know I love Disney or that I regularly go to the Disney parks and things of that nature, or because it's Disney taking a unusual approach to contract provisions in terms of service, probably the latter. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this, hopefully in short form, because while I know that a number of people are getting upset about this, in my opinion, it's more an issue of inartful drafting, specifically of the tweet rather than their terms of use, because among other things, Twitter has generalized rights to your tweets when you make them on the Twitter service, and also because I don't think that Disney Plus really intended to capture everybody's tweets on Twitter that use this hashtag May the 4th. But in order to kind of set the background, let's talk about what happened here. Five hours ago, as of this recording, Disney Plus tweeted out the following. Celebrate the saga. Reply with your favorite Star Wars memory, and you may see it somewhere special on May the 4th. Then they followed it up with, by sharing your message with us using the May the 4th hashtag, you agree to our use of the message and your account name in all media and our terms of use here, DisneyTermsOfUse.com. Now, a number of people wound up asking me about this because all this tweet really says is if you use May the 4th, you are sharing your message with Disney Plus and you thereby agree to their terms of service and their use of your account name and message anywhere that they would see fit. And I looked at this and a number of people asked me the question before it was a deluge. And I responded in various ways using my hashtag tweets, not legal advice. But I said the following, I said, hey, you know, you've already given your rights up to Twitter for Twitter to use your tweets and to otherwise transfer them other to other parties. And while I don't think that this is actually a binding contract or anything like that, it really doesn't change the state of play for you and your tweets, whether or not Twitter or Disney can use them. But a number of people continue to follow up with me on this, and it clearly wasn't sufficient to answering this question. And so I looked at this and I said, all right, let's dive into the Twitter terms of service. Let's at least take the, the time in virtual legality to talk about what Twitter is, how it works, what it is that you're doing when you make a tweet and who gets those license rights, how Disney Plus is kind of attached to it, how the concept of a promotion or a contest in the vein of what's happening here is applied and how terms of use can be applied to that kind of concept. And then how Disney Plus kind of screwed up by not really articulating as they do in the follow-up tweet that only happened within the last hour, that this was only intended for this specific purpose. So with that as the background, let's take a look at what's actually happening on Twitter when you make a tweet, because I think that's going to be informative to everybody as to what's occurring here, right? So you sign up for Twitter, you get your account going. And as we've talked about, when you create something, especially in the United States and other jurisdictions have similar rules, I'm just not as familiar with them, you receive a copyright in that content as soon as it's made, regardless of whether or not you register it. So when you make a tweet, you put it out there in the world, it is affixed, it exists, you have a copyright in whatever it is that you wound up tweeting. And Twitter says, you retain your rights to any content, capital C, they define that above, but for this purpose, it's a tweet. You submit 
post, or display on or through the services. What's yours is yours. You own your content, and your incorporated audio, photos, and videos are considered part of the content. In fact, there are other places on Twitter where you essentially promise them that it's not violating somebody else's rights, which we could get into with respect to memes and things along those lines. But for purposes of this discussion, let's assume whatever thought you had was purely original. You put it up there. You put it on that Disney Plus thread, and you use the May the 4th hashtag. Twitter says that's yours. That's your content. But it continues. By submitting, posting, or displaying content on or through the services, you grant us a worldwide non-exclusive royalty-free license with the right to sublicense to do certain things. And you see I've highlighted those in different colors, but it's worth kind of pointing out what's happening here. So you've got the ownership of this thought, of this tweet. By putting it on the Twitter service, you grant Twitter itself, the company, a worldwide non-exclusive royalty-free license. In other words, it's anywhere and everywhere. It's non-exclusive, so you can grant this license to someone else, like Disney or Disney+, Plus, and it's royalty-free. Twitter doesn't owe you money for this. And what did you grant them a license to do with it? To use it, to copy it, to reproduce it, to process it, to adapt it, modify, publish, transmit, display, and distribute it in any and all media or distribution methods now known or later developed. And we've talked about this kind of language in virtual legality before, but suffice it to say, what they are trying to say is that when you tweet something on their service, they can use that tweet for whatever they want. Note what it doesn't include here, though. It doesn't really have a right of sale. It doesn't really have certain rights that we would attach with commercializing the use. Twitter gets the ability to use your tweets, but it's not so clear that they get the ability to sell them. And I haven't really dived deeply into whether or not Twitter is marketing your tweets at all, but it would surprise me if they were based solely on this language, which as we've talked about in virtual legality can change at virtually any time. So that doesn't mean that Twitter couldn't in the future sell things. They would just have to change the license probably to do it. And then it follows up even further. It says, you agree that this license includes the right for Twitter to provide, promote, and improve the services. Totally makes sense, right? You get to use my content to help make Twitter better and to make content submitted to or through the services available to other companies, organizations, or individuals for the syndication, broadcast, distribution, retweet, promotion, or publication of such content on other media and services subject to our terms and conditions for such content use. So the way Twitter works, and we understand this intuitively, I think at this point, if you're using Twitter on a regular basis, is it allows people to retweet things. It allows people to comment on things that are already out there. Under copyright law, that would be a kind of derivative work. So what Twitter needs to get as a license is the right not only to use it itself, but to allow others to use those tweets for purposes within this specific terms of use. It continues. Such additional uses by Twitter or other companies, organizations, or individuals is made with no compensation paid to you with respect to the content that you submit, post, transmit, or otherwise make available, as the use of the services by you is hereby agreed as being sufficient compensation for the content and grant of rights herein. Now, there's two things that are happening there at the end of this specific term. One is, if you haven't been to law school, if you haven't really thought about what a contract is, a contract is an exchange of promises. It's an exchange of something of value from one side for something of value from the other side. In the law, we call that consideration. And in order to have a valid contract, consideration has to pass from both sides of a contract arrangement. 
So Twitter here is saying, you are giving us this license to your materials in exchange for your ability to use our service. That's the consideration that we are giving you. You want to put a pin in that because that becomes an important part of the discussion when we're considering whether or not Disney has actually exchanged anything to get you operating under their contract. But when we take all of this holistically, Twitter has reserved the right to essentially use your tweets and to allow other companies to use your tweets, period. Now, it's best read that that means that it's on the Twitter service, but for the most part, it means that you can see your tweet if it's on ESPN, if you said something about LeBron James. Or in my case, if you say something about The Last Jedi, you might find your tweets republished in, I think it was The Guardian and The Washington Post in very, very weird places, right? Twitter's a magical, mysterious beast, and a lot of the things that at Hoag Law has said have wound up in places that I wouldn't have expected. But I did expect that putting something up publicly on Twitter could result in it being used in other places. So that doesn't surprise me. But I think when people were reacting to this tweet by Disney+, Plus, what they were really reacting to is this poor language. By sharing your message with us, which I think can be interpreted as just tweeting. I think a lot of people just interpret it as tweeting. Using the May the 4th hashtag, you agree that we can use your message and your account name in all of our media and it's subject to our terms of use here. And then they linked the specific website. I don't think they ever intended for this specific language to mean if you tweet using the May the 4th hashtag, we can use it for whatever we want and it's subject to our terms of use. Instead, what I think is happening here, and it was inelegantly drafted both in this tweet and in the previous tweet, is that Disney Plus is trying to put together a promotion. What we will see in their terms of use is called a Disney promotion in which you could potentially receive something that you might otherwise like in exchange for giving them the rights to use it in that way. So what appears to be intimated by this tweet is that they're going to put together some kind of package, a video package on Disney Plus for May the 4th, and it's going to include people's tweets that are excited about their products, excited about Star Wars, doing Wookiee growls, whatever it might be. And the lawyers at Disney Plus, the lawyers at Disney in general said, okay, if we do that, we should really start to try to get the specific rights to use that content, specifically the account names, right? Because everybody understands that they can be on Twitter. Not everybody understands that they could potentially be in other locations. So the Disney lawyers come in and say, hey, that's a good tweet. We like this prospect, but you should tell people that if they sign up for this promotion, then whatever they submit to us could potentially be used in that promotion and it will be subject to our terms of use. The Disney Plus community person says, great, we will put that up. And this was what resulted. Now we see them follow up with it now about an hour later that says the above legal language, which it isn't legal language, it's just a tweet, applies only to replies to this tweet using May the 4th and mentioning Disney Plus. These replies may appear in something special on May the 4th. They're putting together a video package, right? Now, a couple things already happen here that are continuing to be ambiguous. This poor person running this account is having a heck of a day. But the above legal language applies only to replies to this tweet, probably not accurate, probably means the first tweet or any tweet in this thread, using May the 4th and mentioning Disney+. Plus. Now, any reply to, to this thread is going to include at Disney+, Plus, so that probably covers itself, but replies to this tweet, a little bit unclear. If it's not a reply to this third tweet, does the legal language apply? Hard to say. Probably yes. And again, it might not matter. 
But obviously there's ambiguities here that Disney Plus, or more specifically the person in charge of tweeting out on behalf of Disney Plus, is struggling with today. And I think we can be generous. I think we can give even companies, even giant multinational corporations, the benefit of the doubt because we can see what they were trying to achieve. Disney Plus was trying to say, hey, we want you to be able to tweet to us. We want to be able to use that tweet in a video package. And when that kind of thing happens, we want to get permission. If you were a photographer out there and you saw something that you wanted to take a photo of, maybe it was a storefront, you'd go in, you'd ask the shop owner, hey, can I take a picture of this? Can I get the rights to use this? If you're being really, really careful under the law. And there's certainly arguments you could make that you don't need that permission, et cetera, et cetera. But here Disney is trying to be very, very careful under the law and they wound up making things more complicated. So let's take a look at what Disney's terms of use actually say and how they arrived at this particular kind of set of circumstances. We've got their terms of use up. For the most part, it's not going to apply to anything you could consider as being tweet or Twitter related because this applies to everything that Disney otherwise puts forth under their own services, under their own software. But we get to section five and it talks about contests, sweepstakes, and promotions. Contests, sweepstakes, and other similar promotions that you enter on a Disney product or in connection with Disney products integrated with a third-party website service application platform and or content may be subject to rules, et cetera, et cetera. But what we're really concerned with here is the specific term, the capitalized term that they use elsewhere in their terms of use. So here, if you are relating something to a Disney product, which I think for this purpose includes Disney Plus as a network in its entirety, and you are doing it in relation to a contest sweepstake or promotion through something like Twitter, then these rules could apply. It finishes off by saying your entry in or to a Disney promotion constitutes user-generated content and is subject to all provisions of this agreement that govern your submission and or use of your user-generated content. And you can see there I read past a few typos. Again, for a multinational corporation, this isn't the best drafted set of terms of use in and of itself. But suffice it to say what this is saying is if we were clear at the start that this was a Disney promotion, hey, tweet to us using May the 4th and you could potentially have your tweet appear in a video package, which constitutes a Disney promotion under these terms of use and links to it. Yeah, maybe it sounds a little overly lawyery, but you don't run into all this trouble where the second tweet in the series sounds like you are trying to seize everyone's tweets that might otherwise use the May the 4th hashtag, which you want to avoid in general for goodwill. But if it were properly drafted and they said, hey, this is a promotion. We want to be able to use your tweet. If you give us something, it'll be subject to these terms. I don't think anybody would be objecting to all of that. And then we get to the actual kind of description of user-generated content. We see that it's not the worst thing in the world. It says, in connection with anything you submit to us, whether or not solicited by us, you agree that creative ideas, suggestions, or other materials you submit are not being made in confidence or trust. We don't have to keep it confidential. And that no confidential or fiduciary relationship is intended or created between you and us in any way. We don't have to keep it confidential and we're not responsible for keeping it secure. And that you have no expectation of review, compensation, or consideration of any type. We don't owe you money for you submitting something to us. Then they have some rules. You may not submit or upload user-generated content that is defamatory, harassing, threatening, bigoted, hateful, violent, vulgar, obscene, pornographic, or otherwise offensive, or that harms or can be reasonably expected to harm any person or entity, whether or not such material is protected by law. 
Now, if you're tweeting, probably some of that already applies to you. We've talked about that in virtual legality, that the rules of Twitter essentially say you can't do X, Y, and Z, and that Twitter will be the judge of that. Here, Disney will be the judge of that. But we're not really talking about the kind of contract that could result in damages, right? If you respond to that tweet in this thread that we're discussing today with something obscene or something that is otherwise offensive, quote unquote, to Disney or Disney corporate, that's not going to result in a lawsuit against you. You haven't damaged the Disney brand somehow, but you have violated their user-generated content prohibition. So we could expect that they wouldn't use that specific tweet in whatever video package they are putting together. And then they do something like Twitter did. It says, in most instances, we do not claim ownership of your user-generated content. However, you grant us a non-exclusive, sub-licensable, irrevocable, and royalty-free worldwide license under everything that humanity has ever devised to protect intellectual property. Said another way, that non-exclusive is important here, right? Because when you tweet, you've granted Twitter a non-exclusive right, and you need to have that right to grant it to Disney when you submit something in one of their contests. And that's all that's happening here, right? Disney has said, if you want to submit something to one of our contests, we get the right to use it. That's what this contest is for. And then their community manager inartfully drafted something that could be read, especially by those that want to see Disney as an evil, monolithic, capitalistic corporation, as trying to seize everybody's free thought about Star Wars. But that's not really the case. And while, hey, virtual legality spends a lot of time talking about the ways corporations screw up their messaging, talks about the ways that various people are infringing on others' intellectual property or copyrights or otherwise abusing DMCA and various other aspects of the law, I think at the end of the day, especially in this situation, April 2020, everybody's in lockdown, we have to give the benefit of the doubt to some folks. And in this particular instance, I know a lot of people are mad about this. You can see they corrected it. I think that helps explain the situation somewhat. I hope you wound up checking this out in virtual legality and and listening to what happens here with the terms of service. Maybe you didn't know that that was happening with respect to Twitter's rights in your content. But at the end of the day, I really do think Disney didn't mean much by this, didn't mean much harm. And as long as you know about the terms of use, as long as you know what's happening here, as long as you're replying to this Twitter thread with the expectation that your tweets could be used in their promotion, I see very little to bother me or you here. This has been Virtual Legality again for the day. Double dose. If you like this video, we're talking about these kinds of things all the time, sometimes twice a day. We did a video earlier today about Fortnite, the metaverse, and how they are using their experimental money to create all new kinds of circumstances within this battle royale landscape. And I think that's very interesting. I think that's the future of gaming and interactivity, really, past gaming. Uh, maybe not in my lifetime, but certainly in my grandchildren's lifetime or something along those lines. If you're interested in that, please check that out. We've also talked a lot about how Facebook operates, Twitter, YouTube, how they are currently working through their coronavirus issues, dealing with 5G arsons and things along those lines. So if you like this, please like, subscribe, hit bells, click on anything, engage, upvote, downvote, whatever it is that you might feel good or bad about this video. I always appreciate it. I love having these discussions in the comments to these videos. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it in its podcast form, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. 
It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.